Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks. Auto Thoughts and Decepticons. the Clowns. You're listening to Prime Cuts, a nonlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. I'm your other host, Nero. Hey, stuff start, starts to happen in these episodes of Animated, huh? Some real stupid stuff, and we dare to talk about it. <laughs> it's. I'm so fascinated by you focusing on that episode. <laughs> When I feel like the first episode is the much more important oh, one. Oh, it's here. the it's the way more important one. I just really like Weird Al. Um Yeah. And I like that episode. I think it's a very funny one. Uh so you've heard me talk about the Starscream Death Counter many times before, <laughs> both for this series and um uh others. Uh this is the episode where it stops being relevant. <laughs> Because it actually just goes off the charts. Um, welcome to Animated Season 2, Episode 3, Mission Accomplished. Yep. Uh, so this episode starts off with Ironhide calling into Ultra Magnus. And he's not having My beloved. A, he's not having a good time. He's like, oh fuck, oh shit. Decepticons attacking us out of nowhere. We've already lost a space bridge. Send help, Jesus fuck. And Magnus, <laughs> Magnus responds to this with, versus, no, you didn't. He just hangs up. <laughs> he's like, well, I guess we should, he's like, well, we should uh, go back to Cybertron because it seems like the war might be back on. Uh, and Optimus, you're going to come with us. And he's like, well, hang, well, hang on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on, sir. I don't think I can do that. There's Decepticons here, too. We get a lot of there are no Decepticons and bossing say. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> in this episode, like, there are no Decepticons in Detroit sing say. Like there's, they they haven't picked up any uh, any signals because they're masking their you know they're masking their signatures, but like they're pretty confident that there can be no Decepticons on this planet. Yeah, to an extent, like. I think there is definitely also the acknowledgement, though, that they don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, and they're just, like, going with it. I think Sentinel is just the loudest one in the room, and so he gets sort of, uh, he gets to sway Magnus's opinion a little bit. Um, but after this episode, I get the feeling Magnus is starting to get fed up with his ass, so, you know. But, uh, yeah. so Optimus, you know, he says, well, you know, I, I, uh, I have to stay on Earth to, to find the Allspark Shards and, and hunt the Decepticons here. And Magnus is like, nope, you, uh, you gotta come with us because you're involved now. Yeah. And, and the most important part of this is that Magnus not, not only is, uh, is like the elite squad basically saying, there aren't Decepticons on Earth. They're also saying, we need to make sure everyone thinks Megatron is dead. Yeah, like, basically Sentinel uh, uh, blames Optimus for this recent Decepticon insurgency because he's the one who said he saw Megatron, like, a few years ago. And so it's like, we need need Um, you... 
Which the again, central, obviously, the central conflict of this episode is they want the, the uh, Magnus and Sentinel want Optimus to uh, take the stand at like a public hearing in on Cybertron and say, number one, the AllSpark was not destroyed; it's fine. And number two, Megatron is super dead. Yeah, which uh, uh, again, whether or not there are Decepticons on Earth. Up to, up to some debate um these two things are objectively untrue and optimus yeah. knows it and he's yeah. like okay so you want me to spread fake news in the mainstream media he's not gonna do it he refuses to uh to do that shit and sentinel is pretty mad at him um but this you know it's not just they have to leave earth there's another complication of them leaving earth which is uh sorry doesn't have a dad anymore right so where is she gonna go so she's she's specifically like first i lose my dad then i have to lose you guys and optimus is like sorry that's bureaucracy which is like sentinel not not great and then like sentinel like comes in to like basically is like we're like elite life forms not babysitters for organics yeah um and he's like remember optimus do what he's like a word of advice do what ultra magnus wants and it's like some quite literal cog in the machine mm-hmm. language like, here he he puts his arm around he's like hey listen you do all you do all this stuff for magnus and me and like i'll put in a good word and I'll get you reinstated at the Elite Guard so you can ditch this backwater detail fiction space bridges and stuff, man. But it's all going to be found, fine. Like, really... Just go along. But what I found really interesting about it was, like, the literal language used in it. Because he really does say, the like, so you want me to be, like, a gear churning something out. And it's, like, it's language that's, like, literal because they are robots. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, saying... When they say like, "Oh, you want me to be a cog in the mach- in like this war machine?" It's a literal <laughs> cog in a literal war machine. It's really interesting. Um, Meanwhile, Starscream wakes up, uh, and he's trash. Literally, he's garbage. He's on a boat full of garbage. Yeah. Well, if you'll remember, is- <laughs> dear listeners, last time we saw him, he got the fuck murdered out of him by Megatron at the uh, at the beginning of, I believe, the finale episode of season one. So, listeners, I don't know if you've ever watched Happy Death Day, <laughs> but we're we're about to have a kind of Happy Death Day situation going on here. So, um, so Starscream wakes up. He is. Immediately, like, yelling at Megatron, because he thinks, you know, he's still back in that moment. Then he cycles through a few things. Like, okay, wait, hang on. Uh, I'm not sensing any Decepticon signals, including my own. Oh, God, am I dead? Wait, no, this isn't the Well of All Sparks. This is clearly this shitty fucking city on this shitty fucking planet. I need to figure this out. Yeah. Now... I will say, by no means do you have to hand it to animated. <laughs> Under no circumstances do you have to hand it to animated Starscream. But um, there is a part of me that really admires his confidence. Oh yeah, he has more confidence than literally any other Starscream, um, and is quite suicidal about it. <laughs> well, yeah. So you know, 
he he flies off. We cut back to the Decepticon mountain base and uh, get the update that not only are the Decepticons now shielded from scanners within this mine, but Blitzwing or Sumdac has made uh, like stealth modules for all of them so that they can move freely without detection. Yeah, and he Sumdac's also like, damn, that would be it'd be crazy if I had like a tachyon transmitter. Yeah, so this, yeah, like, piece of sci-fi stuff. Too bad Earth's technology is too uh, primitive for that. And Megatron's like, watch this. So the reason the the tachyon transmitter gets brought up is because Megatron's like, great stuff. We can move around now. Now I need you to make something else for me. See, all of my men, all of my troops. All right, this is for the communicator. Yeah, all my troops are out there causing trouble, and I'm a huge fan of that. That's fucking sick. Problem is, I don't have any way to, of communicating with them without exposing my position. So I need you to make me a subspace communicator. And some decks like, well, I can't do that. Uh, there's a uh, it requires a tachyon transmitter, a thing that humanity could like never hope to invent in a thousand fucking years. And Megatron's like, that's fine. I'll just have my boys like jack the the elite guards catalytic converter, and and uh, you can make one. Uh, back with the Autobots, um, the Autobots may not be babysitters for organics, but they choose someone worse to do the job. It's so, so yeah, they go, they go down their list of guy, of humans they know, adult humans that they are aware of. Number one, Isaac Sumdak, uh, missing, can't do that. Number two, Captain Fanzone, uh he's around he exists number three porter c powell bastard and literally everyone else is a supervillain. yeah four four through uh the rest of the list is just criminally insane folk so they choose porter they choose captain fanzone who is not excited to hear that uh he is being assigned father um, it is also, like, really funny because, like, Optimus is trying to, like, put Sari into a foster system. Yeah, basically. And, like, figure out how she's going to, like, survive while Sentinel's, like, literally breathing down his neck and being like, hey, so, you're gonna capitulate? Gonna capitulate? And, oh, gonna yeah, capitulate? It's even worse because Optimus isn't here doing any of this because he gets put on, quote-unquote, protective custody by Sentinel. Uh, which is, don't leave the ship or I'll fucking arrest you. Um, so it's the rest of the Autobots trying to help. And, you know, they're not... Some of them aren't great with people skills. You got Ratchet there. You got Bumblebee there. Um, and Fanzone, you know, he's not thrilled. But it is. I love their description of, like, you're the, you're the number one human that we know. <laughs> well... You That's not even true. That's not even true because it's some deck. That's true. So you are the number one alive and present human that we know. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, Sentinel's still on that. Like you got to lie, bro. You got to just tell him. You got to tell him the like the you know the the lie the lie to to hold the the state power together. And and Optimus is like, I can't. I'm not gonna fucking go in front of a bunch of people and tell them shit that I know is not true. <laughs> Max is like, but why not? <laughs> it would so be so whiny. cool. And during this entire conversation, we cut outside 
Blitzwing and Lugnut literally just walk up, steal the tachyon transmitter, and leave, and nobody fucking notices. They were so fucking absorbed in this argument that they didn't rec- like realize Blitzwing and Lugnut of all people were doing a stealth mission. Do you guys not have fucking and they succeeded at it. Do you guys not have cameras under your ship? Or like any form of alarm system? Bro. Anyway. But uh so they fly off and Starscream trails them back to uh to the Decepticon base. And yeah, instantly instantly ju- tries to jump megatron for revenge um and almost as instantly dies again for yeah, he, it look the the reason he almost killed megatron the first time was because he tricked him i don't know if you anyone should challenge megatron to a one-on-one fight uh especially especially not when he's at full power and he's really mad that you're somehow still alive so he gets like fucking sword slashed and then uh blasted just fucking pumped full of fusion cannon until he dies oh the way there's a really good line actually where megatron's like you want to be a leader so bad you couldn't even lead a parade and then kills him cold yeah um so here's something they notice <laughs> for the first time. Uh, so Megatron's like, make sure he's dead for real this time. And Lugnut looks over and like opens his chest. It's like, oh, yep, no spark there. So super dead. And Megatron's like, great, toss him off this cliff. Dump the body. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they do that. And then Starscream wakes up again. And he has a real existential crisis for like three seconds. Because he's like, oh god, am I actually a ghost for real? But no. There is an Allspark shard lodged in his forehead that is keeping him alive. And what we get here is probably the best montage that Transformers has ever done. Um... They keep killing Starscream. <laughs> yeah, we over over we get under audio of Megatron's like broadcast to just, to the Decepticon forces of like telling them I I am alive, I am here, and I am working to join you, but you should, you know, keep fighting in my name and we will retake Cybertron. Um over under that, we just get Starscream trying everything under the sun to fucking kill Megatron and just repeatedly getting owned. Yeah, again, happy death day. Yep. And eventually Um, eventually he's like, okay, this isn't working. Yeah, finally he's like, alright, this isn't working, but I've identified the problem. The problem is I keep trying to get him on his home turf. I need to lure him outside. Luckily, he finds another Allspark shard in a weirdly in an interesting looking garbage truck that's like parked off to the side. I don't know why we get this little cameo of Retgar's alternate mode because that's not that's clearly not actually Retgar, but it's pretty funny that it's just another garbage truck that looks like him. So it's not like explained like extremely well in my opinion, but Starscream's able to find these other shards because of the shard in his own head. Yeah. It's like the it's like the Allspark key. All you know, yeah. All all Allspark can sense Allspark. Um, I want to talk about a couple of these deaths though, because there's some yeah, great let's ones. Yeah, do it. 
So the first one, uh, Starscream busts through the wall of the cave and just starts blasting Megatron while he's like brooding in his throne. And Megatron, completely unfazed by all of the all of the gunfire, just pulls out his swords and runs up on him and just fucking gets him. Yep. So they dump him in they dump him in the fucking uh, they dump him in the in the river again. Death number two, he tries to go for the stealthy approach. Um, but instead Megatron just turns around and shoots him in the face. <laughs> so good. Number three he catches Megatron, like, looking at the moon, looking, you know, once again brooding. He tries to throw a bomb at him from, like, really far away, and Megatron just catches it and throws it back. And that's the point where he's like, okay, I need a new, I need a new approach. I Yes, I can't die, but also, I'm not making any forward progress in my plan. Yeah, um, but we, we, there's, there's others you see in this montage, so we get back to uh, the Autobots here, and this is where we kind of see uh, the his. Well, actually, first we get Mag- Magnus is like telling Optimus, "I know it doesn't feel good, but like you gotta, you know, you gotta think of what's best for like us, right? To just make this report." And Optimus is still not willing to do it. Um, but this is interrupted by a all spark charged train, out of control train. Uh, and so, you know, the elite guard go out to handle it because Optimus is not allowed to leave the ship. Well, specifically, Magnus and Jazz go out to handle it. Sentinel is, is left on babysitting duty. Yeah. Um... There are a few things that make Optimus suspicious, though. Namely that uh, Jazz picked up this thing on the scanners with, like, a bursting with all spark energy. Yeah, he's like... Hey, we were only able to identify using Sari's key before this, so what's seems, up? <laughs> seems weird. Uh, I I suspect Decepticon activity, and Sentinel's like, shut the fuck up about Decepticons. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, actually, no, he sees Starscream because he like sees him flying, on, you know, above the clouds. He does a he does a thermal scan. Yeah, and he's like, oh fuck that Starscream, and Sentinel's like, I don't know who that is. You should sit down and shut up, or I'm gonna put you in the stasis cuffs. Uh, so Optimus Optimus gets to fulfill a dream he's had for a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> and takes Sentinel out. Easily. Fucking does like provokes him and manages to dodge his like tackle and puts him in the stasis cuffs and then walks out. Um so this train uh oh we get to we first next we get to see sorry quote unquote interviewing fanzone. This is why I hate children. Yes, we get we get a permutation. Um, this is this is why I hate kids. You know, I feel you know, fan zone to me. I'll, I'll, I guess we know he 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 has a wife because she fucked a police robot. So that's right, he got cucked. So you know, um, I was about to say he's clearly living the single life, but may, I, who knows? Maybe he's not. Maybe but he, he could is. Be living sure. the, a lot of child childless couples out there. That's true. And his wife also could have left him for a handsome police robot. Um, so the Autobots get a call in about this runaway train and uh, peel on out. And, uh, you know, sorry and fans don't follow. So the train is, as I said, out of control and going to explode once the, the Allspark fully overloads its engine. It's generally bad. It's not, like, ideal. No. Um 
Because also, apparently, the explosion will take out most of downtown. I don't know what the fuck power source Sundag is using for these trains, but it seems unstable. Yeah. And, of course, this is Starscream's goal. Because mm-hmm. his... <laughs> I'm not quite sure how he came to this conclusion. I mean, it wasn't wrong, to be fair to him, I guess. But he was like, the only way to get Megatron out is by causing Big Boom. You know, it's like, he wants to set up a big AllSpark like in signal to draw them out which he which he does megatron and blitzwing are drawn out uh problem <laughs> problem being that they <laughs> fly above starscream and immediately spot him oh i do want to mention one thing uh about starscream so again he's alive but he doesn't have a spark which according to fandom has really interesting implications about his potential sex life you'll have to you, you mean elaborate Elaborate. Okay, so one of the forms, one of the the three most common forms that fans have decided Transformers might fuck is called spark sex. Uh-huh. Um, which is literally, like, they open their spark chambers to each other and, like, they merge their sparks together. Real, 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 the, 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 next, the, the next level definition of soulmates. Yeah, literal heart-to-heart connection. Uh-huh. Um... Which he can't do anymore, which is very sad. He'll have to stick to Sticky and plug and play. You know, from what I know <laughs> about Starscream, I have a feeling he wasn't having a lot of heart, true heart-to-heart connections. That's just, that's just something that I uh, I suspect about him and his usually, personal life. Usually in fandom, it also means that he's infertile. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, because you need to have a spark for pregnancy in <laughs> a lot of... Starscream. In a lot of Transformers fix. Starscream, you will never be submissive and breedable. <laughs> so, there's some there's some facts for everyone. Yeah. I like uh I like Ultra Magnus's uh attempted solution of getting the all spark shard out, which is hit it like a golf ball <laughs> with his big fucking hammer. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, um, I you know Ultra Magnus is playing golf. He's a fucking like head of state. He's playing golf all the time, and I do believe he uses the Magnus Hammer for that. Yeah, and he actually cares about it. He doesn't use it for networking. He actually enjoys the that's sport. Right. He's like, you, he, if you try to talk to him during your games about business, he's like, no, we're 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 golfing, we're golfing. I don't want to hear about whatever you have to say. I want to hear about your fucking putting average, dude. Uh, um. So the uh, the the Allspark sends, shard sends a pulse that knocks out uh, Magnus and Jazz, leaving the the rest of the Autobots as the only ones who can stop this crazy thing. Uh, also, Starstream is like, oh damn. I I guess this didn't draw out Optimus, but I did draw out the Autobots, so at least I can do the. Or I did, this didn't draw out Megatron, but I guess it did draw out the Autobots, so that's pretty good. And you know, he's Megatron's just up there going like, "You fucking idiot!" I'm going to beat you to death with my hooves. <laughs> so, it's so good. What happens to Starscream later? So you know they. Uh, they detach the passengers from the the engine, so they, you know, at least no one's going to get killed in the train crash. But they they still cannot stop the train, even though they've removed the shard, because the engine is just still going. And trains are famously very hard vehicle to stop, but you know, uh, with a little, with a little elbow grease, you can stop anything. And in this case, uh, 
the elbow grease is mostly Bumblebee getting sh- uh, sorry to use the key to resonate with the shard and get it off. Oh no no no! They, they, the shard doesn't stop the train. Um, it's still about oh, to right. crash no, into the Oh right, no, you're tunnel. right. It nearly crashes. It's it's Ratchet. It's Ratchet, Bulkhead, and Optimus all have to stop the train, and Starscream's pretty mad yeah. about that. But he's like, "Fuck it, I'll try something else." Um, so and that's flies. when Megatron is like, yeah. "Hey, bitch!" <laughs> so he flies up. Uh, he flies up, and we see Magnus arrive. Optimus hands in the shard, and he says. Uh, here you go, sir. And Magnus is like, hey, weren't you supposed to be on the ship? Why are you out here? Um, and Optimus says, well, I suspected that this was a Decepticon trap. And he's like, well, I don't see any Decepticons. And that is when a Starscream plummets out of the sky. I love that we don't even see what happens. Like, it just cuts. It is also just the funniest expression on Starscream's face. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like... He's, like, kind of irritated, but not a lot. And he just, like, crashes down. It's like, there's definitely, there definitely was enough time for him to, like, and he had the capacity to, like, fly away if he wanted oh, to. Oh, he did. We see, the last thing we see of Starship before he hits the ground is he he's flying, Blitzwing and Megatron descend from the clouds, and Starship goes, uh-oh. <laughs> and, like, does a u-turn and and megatron flies after him screaming star scream and that's the last we see of him until he hits the ground right but i i mean like as he's falling yeah there's still enough time like, oh i think he died i think he died and came back to life that's why his face has oh, that weird think? expression he got <laughs> oh, shot probably... he got he got yeah. shot out of the sky hit the ground and then got up <laughs> It's really funny. He just looks... You're probably right. I didn't even realize that. But he looks so just, like, annoyed. (laughs) Like, inconvenienced. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, he hits the ground. And, you know, Sentinel has arrived at this point to arrest Optimus for uh, making him look bad. And he sees Starscream hit the ground. And he's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is that thing? Optimus is like, oh, yeah, you haven't seen one in person, have you? That's a Decepticon, buddy. There's so many things that Sentinel has only, like, read about secondhand, which is very funny. Yeah. Including just, like, other people on the other side of the war. Yep. Um, And by the way, so, you know, all the the elite guards here, the Autobots are here, uh, Starstream gets up, and Mag is like, all right, stay back, I'll handle this. (laughs) Okay, Uh, again... But in no circumstances do you need to give it to Starscream. But he does blast Magnus like 50 yards. Yeah. And it's he, pretty fucking funny. He knocks his ass out. It's like, damn, dude, you really did only win the war because of the All Spark. I mean, I guess partially it is because Starscream is probably juiced because of the All Spark shard, but also he's been getting his ass handed to him by Megatron who is not juiced by the Allspark. So, like, I don't know. The, and also, uh... like, Starscream, I think an animated maybe more than any of the other series, is a real threat. Yeah. Like, he's huge, first of all. And, like, single-handedly, for if you remember in Season 1, took on, like, all of the Autobots. Oh, yeah, and he does the same thing here. 
where he gets the shard that he was using on the train, just grabs it and then just walks away. He doesn't, he, he hits yeah. blast Magnus. He doesn't care about these other guys. Um, yeah. But I, my, my point is that even before he was uh-huh. immortal. Yeah. 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 He, he was, he was like a really formidable person. And now he's, I mean, Optimus immortal. literally, <laughs> Optimus literally died fighting him. Like yeah. he's no joke. Um, and yeah, he completely like, beats everyone's asses like except for sentinel and optimus because uh, sentinel is, is fucking turtling behind his shield and optimus is like hang on i got an idea i'm gonna grab these stasis cuffs uh, you just keep him occupied you just draw that aggro um and so he does and optimus hits him with the old fucking uh the old fucking switcheroo and attacks him from the side and cuffs him while he's like just pumping lasers into Sentinel's shield he gets the muzzle again too. <laughs> he does. That is the f- there yeah, that like you know you know he was just yelling and Magnus like Jesus Christ put a fucking muzzle on him. They gag star scream a lot in this series. You blame him. Um, there's also a bit where uh, Optimus starts giving out orders because Sentinel is fucking frozen from a real Decepticon being there, and he get you know Sentinel gets pissy about it. It's like, ah, you fucking giving orders, you wash out, how dare you? And Jazz has to be like, can we stop measuring dicks for three fucking seconds and and get rid of the Decepticon, please? Can we please do that? So they do. And they get Starscream. And they get proof that there are Decepticons on Earth. Um, So the Autobots get to stay. Yeah. And so two, they get two things. One, proof that the Decepticons are on Earth and uh two magnus is magnus realized oh fuck the all spark shards all right y'all need to get those yeah he's like ooh, that's no good to leave around yeah you're gonna have to focus on that he also is like hey sentinel you need to shut the fuck up sometimes i don't think i like you anymore sentinel prime <laughs> we're going home but yeah, I mean, I like this. Uh, I like this bit where Sorry tells Fanzone's like, ah, well, you don't need to look after me anymore. But hey, we can still hang out. And Fanzone's like, yeah, sure, man, uh, whatever. So, the, if you recall from last episode, Megatron noted that there were. This is the last bit we get from this episode. That there were two things the Autobots had that gave them sort of military supremacy. One was the communications network. Um, sorry, three things. One was their communications network, which they spent this episode solving. Two was the AllSpark, which is a non-issue anymore. And the last thing is the space bridge. Uh, so back in Decepticon HQ, Megatron tells i think lugnut right yeah to uh reach out to their double agent on cybertron who's a great character yeah we don't know who that is yet but uh you know but it's a it's a great character who i'm excited to get to um Um, yeah let me just say this is a great this is a fucking good plan because their plan is that they're going to harass uh, the Autobots at, like, the borders of their territory take down space bridges. And then, once Megatron has gathered enough strength, he will just swoop in and, like, take Cybertron when it is, it is like, the least offended. Um, that's a good plan. Not used to Megatron's having those. 
Yeah. I love you, animated Megatron. You're so smart and sophisticated. And you killed Starscream five billion times. Yeah. I I I had two notes which was like Starscream Death Count three and then Starscream Death Count ten. And then I stopped. So you know about all that shit though. It's time to It's time to get about, weird. It's time to hear about garbage. Um so the next episode is Garbage In, Garbage Out. Uh, and we open this with a city, the, it's the, it's a, it's a sanitation crisis, but it's not that the, the fucking trash workers are on strike because they're like robots. What's happening is that some deck systems is not servicing the trash bots because they're in a fucking contract dispute with the city of Detroit and Porter C. Powell is trying to wring some more fucking money out of him because he's like that. He's on that grind. Side. This was I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be honest about this episode. It is all it is like very capitalist. Oh yes. Um, in a way that feels pretty bad to watch. I'm not gonna lie. So Porter C. Powell's plan. He's got. Do you remember the very first episode when there were a bunch of nanobots that like made bug monsters happen? Yeah, he's going to cut costs and raise prices like every other motherfucker on this planet. And he's going to do it. He's he's going to use the microbots. He's like, well, we reprogrammed them. So uh, it should be good now. It's like, well, okay. Um, we're, it, They are now designed to break down garbage into its like root molecules. How will it identify garbage? Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Um. But uh, this has resulted in the Autobots being the ones who shoulder most of the uh, the sanitation work, because like you know they're still they're still on trying to win back the the uh, the the trust of the uh, the good people of Detroit after that whole you know Megatron business. Yeah, and uh, you know no one's no one's very happy about it because you know it's garbage day, but uh, you know. The the person who is perhaps the least happy about everything generally is of course Ratchet. Yeah, this is oh, this is a weird episode to be a Ratchet learning episode, but it is a Ratchet episode learning episode. It is. He learns. I don't know what he learns actually. I'm not sure what he learns, but he does people learn skills. something. He learns sure. people skills. Sure. Um. Which Fanzone is, of, of all people, Fanzone is the one breathing down his neck about it. Yeah. That's how you know it's bad. <laughs> so, he, alright, also there's one joke I really like, which is like, Prowl, you know, he's like, wow, this job is real rough on the olfactory sensors. And then Sorry, who's sitting yes. nearby, goes, yeah, and it smells too. <laughs> yeah, and it smells bad too. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Ratchet. Okay, to be okay. To be fair, this dude is in the wrong. This dude is totally. I don't know what happened here, but Ratchet is picking up garbage with his magnets and moving it to the barge, and he picks up this guy's car, who apparently parked it here. Although there wasn't a garbage pile at the time, I don't know if I believe that. Um, but he he he's like, put it down. It's like an old man argument because they're both old crotchety bastards. Yeah, and uh, you know, Ratchet is just okay. I'll put it down, you fucking asshole, and he drops it into the into the lake. Yeah, well, uh, ask <laughs> win stupid prizes, right? <laughs> That's right. And the, 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 and then Zone's like, "Hey, you need to fucking you need to can act. You, can you like chill? <laughs> hey, yeah. could you like chill? 
and and uh optimus gets a grand idea he's like wow i'm really tired of bumblebee uh complaining about how he has to take out trash hey bumblebee you get you get to be grandpa's fucking minder for the day you and sora get to teach grandpa how to be nice yeah try have fun teaching ratchet the meaning of friendship or whatever and then he he leaves and he is never seen again for the rest of the episode he is chilling not involved um, this makes ratchet so much angrier by the way oh yeah oh my god um so like when they they drive off sorry's key beams somewhere and she doesn't seem to really i know register okay it. Listen, I know she's a child, but this is like a really brain dead moment from her. She's the, the, she's gar- like, the garbage fumes are getting to her. <laughs> she's not. She's she ain't like, thinking her, right. Yeah, her the the key glow the key glows, and she's like, that's ah, probably hallucin- nothing. Ah, hallucinating again. Um, the garbage fumes will do that to you. It's like fucking. Um, it's like mirages in the desert. But yeah, she's uh, leaves. Uh, but the key was pointing to... Uh, Mr. Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Mr. Weird Al Yankovic voicing Retgar. Because, you know, in the 86 movie, Retgar's big debut scene was scored with Dare to be Stupid. Uh, a, very, a very good Weird Al song. They... they there There's like a lot of meta yeah. <laughs> to this episode. Um Including, of course, a ref- a very direct reference to Dare to be Stupid. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So what I realized here at this point is that, like, this is literally just, like, the heart crystal arc of Sailor Moon. Yeah. You're just making guys. Um, this You're just me- making guys out of, at, like, regular objects. And this is the first guy who has been made. So far, the AllSpark shards have just, like, granted turbocharged. Immortality. Granted immortality to existing Cybertronians or, like, turbo- turbocharged machines or whatever. But we know from the 2007 movie that, yeah, the AllSpark can make guys. Um, that is one of the things it can do. And it started making guys. And Rekgar, this is an episode about Rekgar trying to figure out what kind of guy he is. I need I need there to be a vacuum cleaner one like Sailor Man. Oh my god! So Rekgar, you know he's he's trying to figure out what kind of guy he is. He so he, I I I want to point out Rekgar is brought to life with what I would consider to be close to perfect English, mm. although his vocabulary is very selective. Yes, he mimics a lot of stuff, and. He also has a bottomless backpack of garbage. Um, so he, he apparently it. doesn't know what police are. No. Because the first he... thing he sees, he's, you know, screaming for someone to help him figure out what he's there for. Like, very existentially, why am I alive? Uh-huh. Um, and he sees a blimp and it says, the Detroit City Police Department, we're here to help. <laughs> and the only word he recognizes from that apparently is help. Yeah, good enough for me. So he goes to find the Detroit Police Department. Um, meanwhile, in the Decepticon base, Lugnut has picked up another AllSpark signature. And Megatron's like, great, go pick it up. And Lugnut, you know, you know how he is. He goes into fucking praise Megatron mode. And literally, we pan over to Megatron, who has developed an eye twitch from this. And he just says, Lugnut, p- please just go. Just <laughs> please, Just leave. Just- just go get it please fucking god i need to i need some peace and quiet um 
so he he runs out and yeah Rekgar is is just walking through town um and getting yelled at by motorists who call him like a wretched piece of garbage or like a, a, a hulking wreck or whatever um this will become important shortly and then we Meanwhile, see the angry <laughs> archer no 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 we gotta we gotta talk about the angry archer first we have no this t- this happens before no, the Angersher appears before Ratchet uh, show, is, is stuck in traffic and uh, very normal about it. I've got the episode in front of me. Okay. Empirical evidence. But yeah, he accidentally allows the Angry Archer to escape because uh, he's just like standing in the middle of the road. Crash, the, cop, the cops crash into him. And so he's like, oh, hey, the, the police, he can help me figure out what kind of guy I am, right? And the, and the Angry Archer is like, forsooth, my good stinky lad. Shall the get dispense with these knights? You, you know, him. Um, and Rekgar decides, oh, I must be a henchman. Uh, that's the kind of guy I am. <laughs> so he throw these... Oh, also, one of these cops is inexplicably Irish. No, I mean, that's just what cops in the U.S. are like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like, I always thought of that specifically as like a Boston thing. There's a lot of Irish cops in Boston, partially because there's just a lot of like, like, I know that Irish cops is like an old stereotype, right? But that's like a turn of the century stereotype. So it was just very funny that this dude had a fucking like leprechaun ass Irish accent that I'm pretty sure was Tom Kenny. I'm like 90% sure that was Tom Kenny. Probably. Anyway, Ratchet's stuck in traffic, and he's fucking mad. We but Bum- Bumblebee's <laughs> like, hey, don't worry, man. It's easy to get out of traffic. Just pretend- just impersonate a police officer. <laughs> uh, Ratchet is able to not commit a felony. <laughs> um, because Barely. he runs into a pregnant woman. Yeah, Spike is here with Carly, uh, and he's like, my yes. wife is so pregnant, please get us to the hospital. And Raj is like, what the fuck do I look like, a taxi? And <laughs> sorry, he's like, bro, you're an ambulance. <laughs> That's what, what do you think ambulances do? Yeah, so this is literally Spike and Carly, which is very yep. funny. Um, yeah. uh, on their second child, because I believe Daniel is also in the show, so who knows who this kid is. Um, but he won't be friends with Wheelie. But yeah, he eventually, like, so Ratchet uh, gets, gets you know, sorry convinces Ratchet to take these people to the hospital. And he's, you know, just very grouchy about all of it. And he's like, okay, I'll get them there real quick. And so, you know, you've heard of Crazy Taxi, but this is, this is Crazy Wambulance. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Ratchet, I feel like this episode has had, like, Ratchet with, like, um, uh, almost visible meter you can see of his uh-huh. anger increasing um, <laughs> over the course. It's like um, a dark, it's like a dark, it's like a Dark Souls frenzy meter. It's just yeah. slowly climbing. <laughs> exactly. Um, And, uh, like... He just gets to a point where he starts spitting out, like, a lot of microaggressions. He does. <laughs> like, it's really, like, some of the things I was like, Ratchet, you can't say that. Um, so, when, uh, when eventually, um, he, he runs into, uh, the angry archer, um, and Rekgar... Yeah, so the Angry Archer is attempting to teach Retgar what robbery is. It's not going great. 
He's like, okay, here's what we steal from the rich and give to the poor, which is us. And Wrecker goes, steal from the rich, got it. And he just takes all these jewels that uh, the Angry Archer has laid out in front of him. And he's like, okay, very funny. Now give me my jewels back. And, you know, Wreckgar pulls out a bunch of stuff that rhymes with jewels, like spools and whatnot. Yeah, again, very selective vocabulary here. He's, you know, he's a little, he's a little rattled up in the head there. The, the Allspark didn't quite finish uh, finish making him. And the angry archer's like, fine, whatever. We're gonna ro- we're gonna knock over this uh, armored car. And Rekgar's like, great, I knock stuff over. Oh, angry archer also gave him his name because he's like, what do I call you? And and oh, Rekgar yeah. gives him like a garbled bunch of things it's, that i have the, the, i have the phrase it's worthless yeah. wreck walking pile of garbage and anger is like geez that's long we'll just call you Wreckgar for short uh yeah and that is literally every word that he'd been called by yep. just people on the street on the not in any particular order just like sort of randomly arranged which is very good um so yeah back in the fucking ambulance you know Ratchet's driving like a maniac. And Spike, Spike and Carly realize that there's no driver. I really love Spike going, oh my god, there's no driver. There's just some kid in the front seat. And sorry, just kind of looks back at him wordlessly. Uh, so they start freaking out. And Ratchet's like, can you fucking pipe down? I'm trying to figure out which one of these goddamn buildings is the hospital. It's like you fleshy meatbags. It's like you can't say that, Ratchet. Grandpa, Grandpa, when you get his grandpa's bloods up, the slurs are coming out. The racism is increasing. Um. So yeah, they he very very nearly like gets hit by this armored car after uh, after Rekkar knocks it over quite literally, <laughs> and um. And he's like, I I don't know what Rekkar is doing to this car. He's doing crimes to this car. He's knocking it over. He's Rekgar. He knocks he knocks cars over. But then he starts um, like dismantling it. Yeah, he's like, oh, I guess I guess this is I guess this is part of it. Um, and Carly, yeah. So Ratchet, you know, they deal with this. Bumblebee goes after uh, Rekgar and the Angry Archer. And well, Ratchet's I want like, I want to point out one thing here, which is that mm-hmm. like, so th- the reason why I'm talking about Rekgar dismantling it is that he throws like. And a wheels on axes uh-huh. towards Ratchet, and Ratchet like catches it with his magnets. But then <laughs> Ratchet like disposes of it by like carelessly flinging it over his shoulder, almost crushing Spike and Carly. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, it's like that scene in Gundam yeah. <laughs> with the wo- the woman getting crushed by the shell, <laughs> the gigantic uh, shell Sh- casing. Yeah. Yes. Um, um. Yeah. So. They, you know, after all of this, uh, they, they, they go pursue the angry archer and, uh, but at this point, you know, Rekgar has now overheard Bumblebee and Ratchet talking about, we're Autobots, we gotta go patch, catch the bad guy. And so, you know, Rekgar's starting to get more ideas. Uh, and I have angry to Ar- say, th- this was the point for me where I, I hate to say it, but, um, Rekgar really firmly, like, solidified himself as Gap Moe. Goodness. He throws a toilet at Ratchet. He's and so like a, cute, though. He is. He's, He's very Gap cute. Moe. He also throws a rotten flank of beef at Bumblebee. Like the whole bottom half of a cow. <laughs> yeah, like the it's cr- why did where did that even fit? But yeah, so he decides he's an Autobot. He's gonna go after the bad guy. Which <laughs> his running animation is so funny. 
Um, he just like sprints over and yeah, after all of this, Ratchet's like, Hey, you guys want to, uh, you, want to get, you still want that ride to the hospital? And Spike and Carter are like, well, we'll call a cab. I don't, we don't need this. We would like our child to live, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so Rekgar stops the angry archer who has, who has stolen the canister of nanobots he, by running in front of him and stopping. And well, I, the yeah. Archer just... So he he's he's kind of Amelia Bedeliaing it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so on his way over, he heard sorry. So basically, like you know, Ratchet and and Bumblebee were arguing, which allowed the Archer to get away. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry's like, hey, yeah, you're supposed to catch the bad guys. Remember that? Like that's what Autobots do. And so Record's like, oh, okay, I catch bad guys. So he throws the angry Archer. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> vertically up and the archer just like you know grapples and gets away at this and point Wrecker's response to that is like oh man how am I supposed to catch him yeah uh, at this point the nanobot tank has fallen into Wreckgar's like infinite garbage backpack and Sari realizes that he is putting off crazy amounts of allspark energy and Wreckgar says I'm Wreckgar I'm putting out loads of allspark energy and he glows uh, with a heavenly light Ratchet's not happy. The the meter fills. The meter is full now. Um, okay, yeah, we want to talk about microaggressions. <laughs> Here's a microaggression that almost destroys the city. Yeah, so he's like, all right, you are, you are not an Autobot and you never will be. And Rekkar's like, yep, okay. And Ra- uh, Ratchet says, you are, on- you are only good for one thing, garbage. And Rekkar repeats that. He says, all right, I guess I'm only good for one thing, garbage. Rekkar says, roger, roger. And he leaves. Um, as as and, a garbage truck. As a garbage truck. He transforms into a garbage truck and starts... He interprets you're only good for one thing, garbage, as... Oh, I, my job must be to spew garbage everywhere. Well, specifically, he's like, my job must be to bring garbage to the masses. Yeah, he's, a re- he's like a reverse garbage man. He gifts you the garbage. He, yeah. Uh, he, he's garbage Santa. Um, it's garbage day yeah so during this lugnut finds him uh and zeroes in on him and and stops him in his tracks and is just sort of generally perplexed by rekgar um but he asks are you an autobot and rekgar says i am rekgar i am not an autobot and never will be and and lugnut says oh so you must be a decepticon and rekgar says yeah sure (laughs) i guess uh, I'll incorporate that into my personal philosophy. Yeah, and he just pulls the fucking Decepticon badge out of the garbage and and slaps it on his chest. Um, and 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 <laughs> Lugnut is is celebrating. He's like, "Yes, a, a new loyal brother to join in Megatron's army." And Rekker says, "Hell yeah! Who's what's a Megatron? I don't know what that is." Oh, by the way, yeah, interesting factoid here. So in this episode, Lugnut uses a a big mace that he's never used before. This is a weapon that came with his toy, and it's the only time in any animated fiction he ever uses it. It's, it's this episode. Fantastic. Like that's it. His main mode of attack, as we'll see a bit later, is the uh, the punch of kill everything. Right. Which goes not well in this episode. I mean, it goes about of... as well as the, like, the two other times he's used it. Yeah, so back at the fucking armored car robbery site, 
uh, Porter C. Powell and the cops have arrived because as it turns out, yeah, the armored car was carrying this, this, uh, barrel of microbots for a, a like, uh, public, uh, demonstration of, of the new technology. And, you know, one sorry, w- one second. I just, by the way, did you know that, uh, Weird Al voiced this guy too? Let me look. What guy? Uh, the technician who explains the new version of the nanobots. Oh, that was also him? That's so Yeah, that's cool. also Weird Al. Um, I didn't even notice it. Yeah, so, um... But yeah, when they, when I'm they just all looking, here... Oh, no, no, wait, wait. Well, so, I was just looking at the, the trivia, um, uh-huh. which is... So, this is the first and only time we see Lugno use his mace slash axe weapon. Originally, yeah. Hasbro never told the cartoon team that they had included it with the toy. <laughs> As yeah, yeah, such, that's they only why. found out after season one was finished. Well, it's because it looks like shit is why they never use it. It's a bad weapon. Um, it like it doesn't really look like anything is the is my main problem with it. It doesn't really look like an axe or a mace. It just looks like a a bit of plane that he's hitting people with. Um, but yeah, as soon as the Autobots hear that the, those fucking nanobots are loose somewhere, they're like, oh shit, we have to stop that. Yeah. Um. And Ratchet knows exactly who currently has it. It's, it's it's in Retgar's backpack. So they go to find him. He's hanging out on an airfield with uh with Lugnut in in vehicle mode. Neither they don't notice him right away, despite the fact that he is a bright purple B seventeen bomber. But you know, uh. But he he transforms and he brings out the punch and kill everything. He's like, you you will uh you will not stop Megatron's glorious plan. Yada yada. Your usual. Your usual lug nut stuff. And he very slowly goes to punch Ratchet. And Rekgar says, ah, yes, the universal greeting. High five, bah. let's go. Bah, weep, grana, weep, ninibong. And goes in for the high five. And Ratchet immediately grabs Sorry and runs away. Like, I'll hit the deck. Yeah. I wonder how many times the poke works as intended. And how many times it backfires like i wonder what the ratio is i would bet it's not very good not very good is is my assumption as well um i think so this Lugnut... is two i think this is two one i believe this is two backfire one work. yeah that sounds right um so lugna transforms mm-hmm. to attack and record like removes the nanobot He's looking for something. He, he, yeah. gets, he gets the idea that Lugnut wants something. Um, maybe a snack. Uh, so he's looking for that. And he, yeah, he finds the nanobot. He drips some of it onto Lugnut. And it immediately eats through his tail. Yeah. Lugnut goes, Youch! Still pretty hot. Yeah. Um, and so Rekgar's like, don't worry, I could fix this. <laughs> and just removes Lugnut's ass. Bumblebee like looks at this and he's like, "Well, I think we're good." Yeah, it seems like we're fine. Um, but then, then uh, of course, Lugnut's tail and Rekgar fall into the uh, into the bay there, right onto a garbage uh, a garbage scow. And the you know this was this just happens to be right where Porter C. Powell uh, was planning on giving a demonstration to the mayor. And, uh, you know, hey, timing works out just right because they, they get their, their nice little show of garbage eating and 
Porter C. Powell can can sell the mare on his extremely cheap uh, alternative that he can sell for way more money. And Rekgar, you know, he's only good for one thing. Garbage. Yeah. So the nanobots are eating through that garbage, but they're yeah. also going to eat through everything else. Yeah, they they everyone realizes, oh shit, if they eat through Lugnut's like body, they're going to destroy the city. They're going to fucking annihilate the city. We got to get there quick. Um and Ratchet has this big moment where like, I'm I'll, I'll do it. I'll make the sacrifice if I have to. If I if I have to fucking die to these microbots to save Detroit and all these fucking shitty flesh bags, I'll do it. Uh, his ultimate sacrifice ends up being apologizing. <laughs> That's right. God, it hurts. It hurts so much. Uh, but yeah, Rekgar is piloting this barge directly at the shoreline because he's got to bring the garbage to everyone. Ratchet really um, is a miserable character in animated. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he's, so, he's not having a good time. Um, and yeah, he's got to apologize to Rekgar because, you know, all of this is his fault. I like this bit where... Uh, Rekgar's like, oh, thank you so much for showing me who I am as he accelerates his garbage scout. Ratchet's like, no, 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 wait, hang on. But yes, he, he apologizes to Rekgar. Um, he's like, you know, you weren't, you know, you're not, uh, that, that shit I said, I was out of pocket. My meter was full. Um, so. Oh, actually, important, I forgot that the line happens before this. Oh, yeah. Before he yeah, apologizes. Yeah, yeah. So. He's trying to get Rekgar, he's trying to do everything he get, can to get Rekgar to stop, and um, he basically says at some point, like, if you drive this nanobot, this scow into the sh- shore, those nanobots are going to destroy all of Detroit. Even you wouldn't dare to do something that stupid. Mm-hmm. And Rekgar <laughs> responds with, I dare to be stupid. I'm and Rekgar. Every- I and dare everyone- to be stupid. And everyone stood up and clapped. Opa, Opa homeless style. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, they eventually come to terms. They stop the boat halfway through all of the nanobots eating it. Rekgar has, like, vacuumed them up with a vacuum cleaner. And, and it all uh, seems to be fine. But then... They eat their the na- way. The nanobots start to leak and he falls into the water. I'm saluting so hard. Rip to a real one. Yeah, and Ratchet's like, no. Well, Ratchet tries to, kid. like, yeah. Ratchet tries to like magnetize him, like him out of it, and he just gets junk parts. Yeah, and uh, so he just assumes Rekgar's dead, and so he goes over to the shore and like screams. He just grabs the mayor and Powell, and just screams at them, "Hey, cut! Enough with this fucking garbage shit. Fix it, or I'll fix you." <laughs> and they uh, they agree, and Ratchet says, "Ah, this must be what being nice feels like." And sorry, and Bubblebee are just like, you know, I I. Sure, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. You fig- you-, you saved the day. Ultimately. Uh, so everything is solved. <laughs> the final thing is we cut to the fucking bottom of the uh, of of the uh, the lake here. And we see Rekgar uh, buried most of the way up in muck. We- there was a big, like, all-spark explosion early, which, I you know, you would assume that means he died. But I guess he's fine. I don't know if he needs the all-spark. That's the thing. I don't know if a, a machine granted life by the Allspark needs the shard to continue living, because it's it's like if they if they were given a spark, they should be fine. But because Starscream is actually dead, he needs the shard to like keep going. Yeah, that boy is a walking corpse. 
So Rekgar is presumably fine, even if he loses a shard. But yeah, that's he. We end with him talking some fish, and that's the end of garbage and garbage out. You got some questions though. We do, including one on Twitter, uh, from what is cos- at what's cosplay cast on Twitter, uh, who says, you know, plays Dare to Be Stupid. Tag yourself. I'm biting off more than I can chew. So let's choose a lyric from Dare to Be Stupid that best represents us. Okay. Let's see here. And there are a lot of lyrics of Dare to be Stupid. Um I think I think I I I choose it's time to let your babies grow to be cowboys. Um I think for me it's burn your candle at both ends. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um but yeah, I'm you know, I I I also quite like it's time to make a mountain out of a molehill, so can I have a volunteer? <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, um so how about you take us to the discord yeah my pleasure okay over on discord our first question comes from short scream chat what are your favorite weird al non-parody songs um my go-to is albuquerque albuquerque's really good um god i mean so it 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 it, so uh, i assume that this is also discounting like not direct song parodies but also discounting like stylistic parodies such as dare to be stupid which is like a a style parody of devo um let's see i mean i've got a lot of songs that i like i i might have picked albuquerque but you stole it well i i don't think i know weird al as much as well as you do so (laughs) i think you probably have more more options than i do i've always really liked uh virus alert I don't think that's a parody of anything, but that's a pretty good one. Swag. It's a banger. Nero from Disney Minus asks, Garbage? Yes? No? Who tells your story? Sorry, I I could only read that in the Hamilton voice. No. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? Uh, Rekgar does, but he tells it very poorly because he doesn't have all the words. I do, because I'm an author. Ah. Um... Chetigan asks, um, if the rest of the Junkians were a thing in TFA, would they all sound like Weird Al? No, of course right. not. But they no, would all they sound would... like various <laughs> other... Yeah, they'd all be other parody artists. Yeah. One would be voiced also... by Neil Cicierga. Yeah, there's also definitely one voiced by Emo Phillips, a frequent uh, Weird Al collaborator. From Mimus the Gay, Daphnis... Um, if you had to manage a classroom with all the human kids we've oh. met so far, where would you rank each kid on a scale of pleasure to have in class slash teacher's pet to send him to the principal's office and have him expelled? Okay, okay let's let's get a list of all the, all the kids we've met so far. All right, right. let's start with yeah. Armada because yeah. we did that first. Rad, Alexis, Carlos, Billy, and Fred. Alexis is great. She's a pleasure to yes. have in class. Rad and and Carlos seem just fine. I don't think they. I, I think maybe they get up to a little bit of hijinks, but they don't seem like they're bad kids. They're 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 certainly not principal's office. They're just no. like not teachers' pets. Honestly, maybe not Billy and Fred either. I don't really you know. I don't, I don't really get the sense that they're like. I, they yeah, were it, a, again, it, they're not even bullies. They're just different no. friends groups. Yeah, like I think they're just kind of you know they they keep to themselves. Yeah. Um, I think all of the, you know, Alexis is a pleasure to have in class. The rest of them are just like, they're fine. No, no problems here. Transformers Prime. 
Yeah. Jack, Miko, and Raph. Jack is middle of the road. Raph is a pleasure to have in class. And Miko has been suspended five times. Yeah, she's she's a problem. She's Um, actually destroyed school property. Then there's Sari, who I think is the last one because Beast Wars and Cyberverse don't have any human characters. Yeah. Sari seem because she's, you know, a weird, isolated kid who's canonically very bad at social skills. She might be a problem. And we didn't, and we haven't really gotten to the human. Well, there's Spike. That's true. We did. He's we did also, G one. He also seems normal. Um, Chip is a pleasure to have in class. Chip is a pleasure to have in class. That's right. He's so good. Remember when he piloted Prowl to kick those guys' asses? <laughs> Um, sorry, sorry, I think probably acts out, but like, yeah. not in a way that's like, particularly notable for an yeah, eight year old. I think it's like, a, a say after class, let's have a little chat. It's not a yeah. scene to the principal's office. Miko, Miko is doing has, some cherry bombs in the toilet. Yeah, no, Miko has been like fully suspended five times. Miko has set several fires. Um... Nero from Disney Minus asks, which extremely dark and edgy media would you put a Weird Al character into uh, into Weird Al all over the place while everyone else is being dark and edgy? Breaking Bad. That's kind of what Saul Goodman is, actually, when you think about it. A little bit, but I guess not so much since Better Call Saul. No, then... <laughs> Ooh. He's not um, having a good time. Um, God, let's see. Honestly, like the first thing I thought of, and I don't know why, because I've never read any of these books or watched any of these movies, but was The Hunger Games. Oh, fuck. I want Weird Al to be in in The Hunger Games. I want him to be killing people, but still be Weird Al. I want him to be like a sponsor. Yeah. Like one of the mentors for them. Uh... Put him in Netflix Castlevania. He would actually, you know, he wouldn't actually be that far out of place. There's oh my some weird god, stuff that happens in there. that's awful. <laughs> Have him play like a weird demon who hangs out with uh, Isaac. I'm trying to think of like things that I really consider like dark and edgy. I, I don't know. Put him in like a fucking Umbrella Academy. Is that dark and edgy? It's like I think it's like I'm not too familiar, I guess, but it seems more offbeat. It seems more like kind of yeah. Weird. I mean, I don't like. Here's the thing: is that like I don't personally enjoy dark and edgy stuff, so mm-hmm. I don't really like consume a, a lot of it. And I do, but also the problem is if you know you put a weird guy in, like a goofy guy oh. in there, could take away from things. <laughs> no, I know. Put him in berserk. Oh God, <laughs> Griffith's court jester. He can be. Yeah, he can be one of those fucked up demon guys. There um, you go. That's my answer. Oh, God. <laughs> um, uh, Zephy the Gay Ajax asks, what's the most impressive thing you've ever made out of scraps of garbage? Um, I don't know if this counts because it's not like really garbage. Um, but when I was in, God, I guess it was day camp. When I was a kid, we did one of those egg drop things, mm. um, and you know, I made a a thing that kept my egg safe out of like cardboard scraps and duct tape. So that was pretty good. I, when I was younger, I cosplayed the heavy from Team Fortress Two, um, and one of the components of the minigun was a like 
empty cheese puff uh, barrel, like one of those big, bulky, like dollar store cheese puff barrels. That that pretty much counts. The rest of it was like PVC piping and whatnot, but um, that that was that garbage was a part of it. Yeah. Um, Ruby Road Rage Ruby asks, "Can you elaborate on the D Snyder's Rekgar proposition from last week onto this episode?" Um. That's all uh, I guess it really just depends on how familiar you are with D Snyder's work. Um, I think if you listen to Twisted Sister, then um, you can get an idea of what he sounds like uh, as a singer, certainly. Um, but if you actually want to look at his voice work again, I very much recommend um, watching. I think it's 2013. Sem- no, it must have been earlier. It was like 2011 to 2012 seminal classic, uh, like cult classic Disney show uh, Motor City, where ah. uh, he plays uh, the Duke of Detroit. Um, and I think you can really, I, I think if you listen to him as the Duke of Detroit, you can really understand where I was going with him for Rekgar. Hey, you know, uh, there isn't a lot of, there isn't a whole lot of Motor City to watch because they didn't make a lot of it because tra- tragedy. It's, it because sucks so much. Canceled. They got shit canned. It was, it was such a good show. <laughs> it was truly such a good show. You should, you should talk about it on Talk Cycles. <laughs> It's on. It's on the list. Oh, Don't good. worry. Good. Um, from Sidewinder, Sabrina, like Weird Al having his song "Dare to Be Stupid" in the OG Transformers movie during the Junkians raid, and then going on to voice Rekgar. What other singers slash musicians that have had songs in Transformers property would you want to voice a Transformer, and who? Okay, so the list is like Stan Bush. I mean, Lincoln there's all Park. the people who, like, did songs for, like, the Bayverse movies. Yeah, which are Linkin Park and Imagine Dragons. So and Smashing with, Pumpkins. Did they... Was that... Oh, God. Was that a Smashing Pumpkins song at the end of fucking Last Night? Oh. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, God, who else? Wait, I mean, wait. Who... There's I think uh, Haley Do- Steinfeld. Clo- yeah, Doomsday Clock is Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Haley Steinfeld did the song for bumblebee but she was also in the movie so she doesn't really like count yeah i mean i don't know because yeah like everyone else is just kind of like guy like i don't want the imagine dragons guys to voice anybody that would be fucking stupid <laughs> it was already silly when... i guess i guess i'm gonna go with billy corrigan <laughs> oh god <laughs> He is like, the most interesting option. Like, I think I have to go with Billy Corgan. I ge- first of all, or like Mike Shinoda. I, don't know. I I genuinely like Doomsday Clock as a song. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like the first thing. He also has like an in- he also does have like a genuinely interesting voice. You may not like it, but it it is fairly unique. I think you know I, I haven't listened to much Smashing Pumpkins. The ones the stuff that I have listened to, I have actually liked. He's just kind of a, he's just a dick. He's no, just, he like, is he just sucks. But uh, who would I have him voice though? Is the b- bigger question. Let's uh, be like a fucking skeezy guy, like Swindle, I guess. But he's a different kind of be, skeez. He could be a good Swindle. I was also just thinking about Huffer. <laughs> just whining. Yeah. He has a very nasally voice. Oh, wait. I just remember the actual answer for the best non-parody Weird Al song. It's Nature Trail to Hell. 
That's the best non-parody one. That All song right, goes great. hard. We had we have two separate answers then. Fantastic. That song goes fucking hard. Um yeah, I think I'm gonna say Billy Corgan is Huffer. That <laughs> Yeah, the Autobots these days are too woke. Prime got a problem with it. It's like Huffer. Shut the fuck okay, up. Okay, but first of all, that's what he sounds like. And second that of all, that's something Huffer would say. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pronoun bots, huh? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I think that's a good answer for me. <laughs> Do you have anything? No. Or are no. you too caught up in the beautiful world I've created? I love <laughs> You should listen to my podcast, Prime. I talk about this stuff a lot. No, I don't think I will. And they're making no. fun of men. <laughs> yeah, the real victims here, cis white men, Optimus. Um, from <laughs> Slipstream Sam Real, what's your favorite montage song? Um, okay, ah, so fuck. a lot of this, again, just comes from, like, lack of knowledge i i don't watch that many like montage sequences but i'm gonna go with eye of the tiger it, it's the cla- it's the iconic one it's the yeah. classic it's also the one that jumped into my mind because it's like yeah that's the montage song yeah and i'm struggling to bring up any other like really good musical montages like at least ones that i know the song of i think i can think of plenty of like really great montages Speaking about Better Call Saul, there's a really great, like, scam montage in an episode of that. Um, but, like, the song isn't a big part of it. The The song isn't necessarily super, like, jump. it just fits very well. But, yeah, I think it, like, Eye of the Tiger, the, the Rocky Four montage is iconic for a reason. It's just, like, it's so fucking, like. Yeah, I mean, there's also, like, Hearts on Fire, which is also from a Rocky movie. Mm-hmm. Um... Next is from Aurora Animated. Danger what? Zone. Is that in a montage? I guess it is. That movie. It's, uh, uh, it's in yeah, Top Gun. Actually, the better montage in that is playing with the boys, which is the volleyball montage. They're all shirtless and sweaty. And <laughs> yeah, but I mean, for me, it 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 is. I mean, it has to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, we could have just said the touch. Fuck, you know, yeah, it's just it's a touch. It's never. Right. I just remember that the thing where Optimus like ramps off of something and transforms into fucking robot mode and in fucking. Well, they're not asking. Dudes. To be fair, they're not. Uh, he, he's not asking about what's our favorite montage. He's asking about what the mo- favorite montage song is. But I do like the touch more than Eye of the Tiger. Probably, yeah. So I guess it's the touch. We're Transformers fans through and through, folks. What can we say? Um, Chad again asks, who's the worst Transformers character? Oh, you skipped you- one. Oh, sorry. I did. Aurora Animated. Uh, what funny thing would you like to do with immortality? Not have yeah. it. I would hate to be yeah. immortal. It seems bad. Like- I mean, okay. Actually, I, I would I would assassinate people. I would assassinate yeah, many worlds. I would, yeah. I would uh, make a doohickey and do, give a give a old Shinzo Abe. Yeah, are we, are we thinking like immortality as in don't age and die of natural causes, or immortality as in like Jack Harkness, this Starscream style, you can just die and come back forever? I, I'm assuming that it basically means death has no like permanent effect on you. 
become I'll, TikTok famous. I mean, I could reinvent, do that. reinvent jackass. All of those jackass guys, they're aging out of it. They're getting too old to keep hitting each other in the nuts with like chainsaws or whatever. But I can do it. I'm immortal. Yeah, I think there are some people I'd like to Shinzo Abe. That's you know what? Yeah, you got to bring the doohickey out. There's you got a list, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna name names. No, nah, the list. Uh, the, it's a hypothetical list. It's, it's a um, hypothetical list. It's in Minecraft. You have to go. You have right, to log exactly. into Minecraft to this view is, the list. This is this is all our parody in Minecraft. Um, <laughs> ways to get myself on several lists. Um, uh, from Cha again. Who's the worst Transformers character you could give Im- immortality to besides Starscream? Huffer. Huffer. <laughs> <laughs> I've got great news, Prime. I can't <laughs> die anymore. Billy Corgan's Huffer. <laughs> you know why everyone keeps dying around here? It's because y'all got the jab. <laughs> <laughs> They're, the Decepticons are putting bad stuff in there. I have a podcast all about it. Um, from Ruby Road Rage. Ruby. Um... What are your thoughts on Cybertronian kibble etiquette? Do you think guys like Rekgar who leave it all hanging out and have a giant backpack <laughs> are considered low class and boorish? Yes. I think it's sexy. I, I think that okay. So like bulkhead, you know, I, I do th- I actually do think that's interesting. I think that people with a lot of like loose bits hanging out are, you know, they let that, that, that stuff hang. They're like crust punks. Because we see a lot of the elite guard are very, have very like clean designs. They don't have a whole lot of kibble. Like think about like Ultra Magnus or Jazz or even like Sentinel to a certain extent. Because like his kibble is very close to his body and sort of adds to his knight uh like silhouette. So yeah, I think it is like a country bumpkin sort of thing. It's like a it's like one of those like ass flaps for overalls. I think it's sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, a bridge to cast asks um have you all seen the weird all uh biopic what you think unfortunately i haven't i have it's it's great it's a lot of fun it's, it's a very funny movie it's very much on my list though we're talking about weird 2023 yes it is quite a quite a movie i would recommend if no one hasn't seen it yet you should seek it out it's uh it's a it's a it's a fucking hoot daniel radcliffe is so good in it um what's your favorite bridge I'm particularly fond of the Brooklyn Bridge. I don't live near any, like, super famous bridges, but I do, you know, I do like that there Golden Gate. I think it's got a nice look to it. Yeah. The red, the red all of the, like, suspension cables, I think it looks real nice. Um, is Dump Truck Rekgar a Sisyphus? Well, we, mu- well he, we, we must imagine Rekgar happy, and he is. He's, he's thrilled to be here. <laughs> And and I think that's what makes him not a Sisyphus. He's not aware that his existence is torture. And finally, which mythical figures are the rest of the animated Autobots? Rolling through Greek mythology Rolodex. I think Bumblebee is Hermes. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it doesn't have He's... to be just Greek. It could be anybody. Yeah. And of course, whenever I try to think of anything, my brain like dumps all of the information i'm looking for out into the fucking street and i just can't remember anything as like i think uh, optimus i would say is balder that makes sense he's like a fucking very noble 
Yeah, he's a very heroic feller. Prowl, who's like someone who used to... I mean, I'm sure you could find multiple examples of like a guy who used to be a shithead who now walks a noble path. I can't think of one, though, because like I said, my brain tossed it all out with the bathwater when I tried to think of what a what a mythological guy was. I don't know. Um, I, I felt like my inclination was to go for one of the Egyptian guys. I was thinking maybe Thoth, who's like very... He's like the one of knowledge. Mm-hmm. and prowl does love to learn things he's very curious yeah. about the natural world and he's very subdued um ratchet is the old man of the sea ratchet's poseidon <laughs> oh god oh no little, little old man of the sea gotcha yeah um bulkhead, bulkhead. is the last one i'm we're not counting any of the supporting ones although i guess ultra magnus is odin and that a comparison becomes more apparent later by the way more fitting um he never really also feels either. like one of those norse guys to me he's like he's like he yeah, feels he's like, like a, a viking guy. to me yeah he's like a big guy but he's got a soft heart he's like a he's like a vite he's like a viking bard you know because he's like he's got an artist's soul yeah but i can't think of eh, i might just give him thor honestly yeah like classic thor like real thor yeah the Thor that ever, all the gamers got mad at in that new God of War game because they made him cool and fat. God, well, I've never heard of gamers getting mad about how people look in games before. Famously, a very reasonable group of people, gamers. Especially when it comes to physical experience. Did you see the mod that yassified the characters in Final Fantasy 16? Are you it's kidding so me? F- it's Square Enix. Up. Who? What are you doing? Yeah, they already look like beautiful anime people. What do you? What do you want? What are you trying? You're you're removing the character design from them. You're making them like freakish. Um, they look smooth. They're too smooth. Yeah, I saw yassified cloud. I was like, why do you need to yassify cloud? He's already he's like yassified. The ar- he's the archetypal beautiful anime twink. Like, what are you doing? Why are we here? Um, and then from Haybine. Uh, we have the episode title Mission Accomplished. Ask the viewer to imagine what it would be like if George W. Bush could turn into a truck. In addition to being an actual real-life war criminal, what Transformer would be this feckless toadying British Prime Minister in Sentinel Prime's Coalition of the Willing? <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome to the Discord. Who's a British guy? Who's a British Transformer? That's a problem. There aren't that many of them. Because it's not a British show. Uh, um, it'd be a double decker bus. <laughs> it would be a double decker bus, but I we need we need a guy. I think we should. Yeah, it would be like a double decker bus. Who he's got a big fucking. He's got like one of those James Corden. Stupid, oh, good Christ! I'm glad his career imploded before he could touch this franchise. <laughs> he's still out there. <laughs> what is that thing? It's like don't wish death on your enemies. Wish that they're voiced by James Corden. It's possible. Ugh. It happened to me. <laughs> Look, he he's still out there, but he's not doing. He he got fucking shit canned. He's not out. The, he you know we can only hope that he just stays home and doesn't go near this show. But yeah, he's like a. If I I'm, I'm, I was trying to think of like a a guy to assign that role, like who is this sort because like the other thing is like, if, if you want to keep the the metaphor you could also be like a another sub faction like a different colony planet right of like a of like a different group of cybertronians 
Yeah. But none of the leaders really fit that. Um, And then Haybine asked a second question, which is also, how many times can you watch that montage in a row? A lot. Like, it's yeah. it's not that long, and it's very good to watch. It's pretty funny. He um, gets shit rocked. And, like, having it under, like, Megatron's speech yeah. <laughs> to the Decepticon army is just, like, chef's kiss. Which is worth noting. Badass speech. Badass speech. Like, I don't the more I rewatch Anna, the more I'm like, hell yeah. Like, this version of Megatron might be my favorite one. He's so, like, cool. Our last question comes from Nero from Disney Minus. It is Weird Al's Night of Murder, where he will kill a random character in a comical and outrageous fashion. But due to your history with him, Weird Al has sworn that anyone you place under your protection will be spared Night of Murder. Who do you protect from Weird Al during this month? It's Night of Murder. Who does Weird Al kill and how funny was the murder? Is it any character at all? Let's keep it tr- to Transformers, at least. Like the, the Let's keep it to the franchise. Sure. Well, okay. Um, I need I need him to swear that he will not touch a uh, horn on Cyclonus's homosexual little head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he should turn Getaway yeah. into an accordion. I mean, the answer is Getaway for sure. The answer is always <laughs> the, he's the most murderable guy. <laughs> I I would wish things on Getaway that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, honest to God. Um, what a He's truly... enemy number one. Like, Tarn, Overlord, I, I'll, I'll go to have a beer with those guys before I fucking give Getaway a goddamn inch. Getaway, the, Getaway's fatal flaw is that he's a guy who sucks in a way that's not interesting at all. That's right. He's a guy. He's 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 a guy who sucks in a very familiar and annoying way. Yeah, he's like one of the Paul brothers. There's no there's no panache to him. He thinks he's got a lot of panache. He thinks he's fucking swaggy, but he's not. He just sucks. And he's... he thinks he's the guy who sucks. Plus, he's got depression, but he's just the guy who sucks. Yeah. Um. And it gives me yeah, depression turned... when I see him. Um, yeah, he, but I think Weird Al turned him into an accordion. That would be very funny. He should he should be he should be turned into accordion by being stepped on by (laughs) Overlord. (laughs) Yeah, he gets the pipe treatment. Yeah, he gets the pipe treatment. That's right. Um, But he turns into a funny accordion from it instead. Um, I would. Who would I save? Um, uh, Probably Wheeljack. Yeah, I really like Wheeljack and IDW. One Wheeljack goes through a lot of shit. (laughs) He deserves a break. Um, that's it for us. Yes. So we have been Prime Cuts. You can follow us on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod. You see that they're like new users have to pay a dollar to get features on the site, and I was like, "Is that real?" Yes, but I was also like, "What new users? (laughs) Everybody's here. Who's gonna be here? No one's gonna join the site except a bunch of. I guess it's still like curb bots. I don't fucking know. It's stupid. But yeah, that's a feature." I presume that's what they talked him down to after he was like, I'm going to make everyone pay $8 a month. It's like, you can't do that. The site will cease to exist. He's like, fine. Uh, yeah, we can, you can find us on at Prime Cut Spot on Twitter there for now. Um, we'll probably get a Tumblr or a Blue Sky up and running at some point. Or both. 
or both yeah um i am nero you can find me on twitter at dragon smoocher on co-host at dragon Sungler on blue sky at nero wyvern blue sky at social uh tumblr cyclonus with a five at the end of it and i've got a bunch of other podcasts such as radio free heidelin the final fantasy 14 show i do with my friend jane uh, which you can find on on Tumblr at rayfreehighland.tumblr.com. Uh, I also have Talk Cycles, the monthly animation podcast I do with her, covered over the garden wall this past week. Very that show's good. Just a perfect little music box of of autumn vibes. Um, that's talkcycles.tumblr.com, and uh, that is me. Uh, I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr, Twitter, co-host, and Blue Sky Optimal and Prime. That's my funny robot internet joke. Uh, you can also listen to the other podcast I do called Pot of Greed. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh. We're in the middle, towards the end actually now, 5Ds. Um, I've been on like one episode in the last two months because I've had shit going on, but good show, folks. Um... I've also been cast in a radio drama that is being actively worked on right now, and hopefully we'll have more information about it soon. Uh, and I am starting a New York foodie podcast on the Moonshot Network called I'm Eden Here. And that's it for me. So until next time, um, I am going to um, get knocked down, but I get up again. And I get knocked down and I get up again and you're never going to bring me down because I have a piece of immortality embedded in my skull. Transform and roll out. Prime, have you heard about the crime levels in Iacon? I just don't think you should live there anymore. You should come out to the suburbs with me. We can hang out on every every Saturday and we can uh, we can watch. Uh, we can you can listen to my podcast. Anyway, I'm going to transform and roll out. Just think about what I said, okay? Not scared, bro. <laughs> I'm not scared. I just think, you know, I, I just think it's better if you come out here. It's just a, it's just a hellhole. I saw it on face. I saw it on Facebook. God, peach, peach.